This is The Dudes, delivering to you wall-to-wall coverage of all Mississippi State athletics, featuring Reflector Managing Editor Tanner Marler and WMSB Sports Director Cody Blazak. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another installment of The Dudes here on 91.1 WMSV. I'm Tanner Marler alongside Cody Blazak. And today, for the whole 30-minute segment here, we've got an old friend of the show on with us, Mason Schott of hogbeat.com. I believe, aren't you the managing editor out there these days, Mason? I am the managing editor. Uh, I put my big boy pants on and... Um, I mean, it's a good job. I love it, and we've got some uh, bigger things coming here in the next few months, so be on the lookout for that. Absolutely. You know, the uh, the Diamond Hogs podcast is one that we're pretty familiar with here on The Dudes, a lot of crossover stuff between, you know, you guys and us. Uh, that rolls out here soon, too, doesn't it? Yeah, we just did our first episode on Monday, and Friday we'll have our first official weekend preview with opening weekend coming up, and then from there it's going to be. Uh, so when we go to when we're traveling, so we'll be at the College Baseball Showdown this weekend. We do post game recap episodes like ten to twenty minutes long. So we'll be doing that for the three games this weekend, and then of course postseason baseball. We do post post game recaps for each game. So, but then normal weeks it's just Monday Friday. I mean we just love it, dude. We love doing the podcast. Baseball season it's the best season. Of the year. I love football. I love basketball, but baseball's just it's something different, man. I love it, and I'm looking forward to it. Well, so are we, believe it or not, here in Starkville. But before we get there, we've got to talk a little bit of Arkansas and MSU hoops. You know, I believe you were at the game the other night, correct? I was, yeah. So, obviously, that was going to be a huge topic of conversation today in our first segment. We just figured since you had the first-hand account, we'd bring you in on this one as well. Tell us a little bit about that matchup and Bud Walton. Yeah, you know, Arkansas was on a, a five-game SEC winning streak. And uh, they so, you know, they've been dealing with two injuries to their two, arguably their two best players, Trevin Brazil, Nick Smith Jr. I mean, that's kind of been a thing. Brazil went down. Uh, like mid-December, Nick Smith, he's been dealing with uh, a knee injury all year long. So that, that's been going on. And then Nick Smith, uh, he starts practicing, and then he returns for the Mississippi State game, and Arkansas loses. And it was just I, – I don't, I don't think it was Nick Smith. I think Arkansas just – I mean, I don't know. Everybody – I mean, everybody listening to this show probably knows how good of a defensive team – Mississippi State is, and you could see that against Arkansas. I mean, the Hogs just—I mean, they were cold, 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 cold. And then Mississippi State, who's—I mean, statistically not a great shooting team whatsoever. Uh, they shot the ball really well. I mean, there were shots falling, especially. I mean, they hit six threes, and they're the worst three-point percentage team in the SEC, one of the worst in the country. It was just—it was a pretty surprising game. I—I I, I wasn't expecting. Arkansas to lose that one that was a game that it really needed to win uh and it just makes this final six game stretch which features trips to Tennessee Alabama and Texas A&M even more important for Arkansas absolutely and you know on the flip side of it 
Cody and I were talking before that matchup where it was one Mississippi State really needed to win. They had three games on the horizon, one being Arkansas, the other being this Wednesday they host Kentucky, and then later on the 25th they host A&M. They need to win two out of those three essentially to maintain this kind of status that they've got now as an at-large bid. So that, that Arkansas one was one that Cody and I even felt like if you were going to lose one, we thought it might be that one. The other two were at home. Going on the road in Bud Walton, that's one that Mississippi State had circled on the schedule for a while. It's, it's, it was a game where you weren't confident. You knew you had to play it, but if you could steal it, you could. But you weren't expecting to take that game. And like you said, out of nowhere, they started hitting shots and they were all falling. Yeah, I mean, when I looked at it, you know, on paper going into it, it just it favored Arkansas. Arkansas, a great defensive team as well, uh, right there up there as far as how Mississippi State's been playing, especially over that five game stretch of SEC games. And now you look at it, and I don't know, man. It's it's going to be tough for Arkansas. Uh, I, I I mean, Eric Musselman is the head coach, and so I, I still think you know they're going to make some sort of run in the NCAA tournament. But Mississippi State, they got that first year coach. Talented roster, but uh, I mean, are you guys confident in in the postseason, or how's that feeling? The you know we said when this season starts, and there's new coaches both on the women's side and the men's side for Mississippi State this year. We said there's no pressure on either side. You're in a you're a first year head coach. It's not your roster. You convince some big pieces to stay in Tolu Smith, in Shaquille Moore, in DJ Jeffries, but. In all honesty, it hasn't been really those guys that have made this team go. It's been the defensive effort. It's been the guys off the bench coming in and providing some key minutes and some scoring coming from some unlikely you know, personnel. You look at Deshaun Davis in the Arkansas matchup. I mean, he rattled off 17 points. That's a career high for him at Mississippi State. But that's also a guy that shot 19% from three uh, the year before at Oregon State where he was a starter and then transfers into Mississippi State, and now he leads the team in three-point percentage. So I think it was a case, you know, in Fayetteville of, yes, the Mississippi State defense traveled. However, the offense was hitting shots, uh, shots that they typically don't hit. But as you know, Mason, that's kind of the nature of the beast when it comes to college basketball. All it takes is one night. Yeah, no, that, I mean, Tolu Smith, I will say, he was – I've watched a lot of basketball this year, of course, and, you know, years prior. But as far as the teams that have played in Bud Walton this year, Tolu Smith is probably, you know, a top five player that I've watched in there. He was really, really good. He, he, he commands a lot of presence in the lane. I was more impressed in that matchup with Cam Matthews down the stretch. Uh, really the glue guy of this team. And he was able to really get go in, get some clutch buckets for them, and be able to be a force in the paint on both ends of the floor in that about final five minute stretch. Yeah, yep. It's uh, it'll be an interesting end to the to conference play. That's for sure. Absolutely, and you guys have arguably one of the tougher schedules to round out the conference. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah. I mentioned earlier, you know, you got trips to A and M, to Tennessee, to Alabama. All three of those games are quad one win opportunities. And then they host Kentucky to end the season, and then they also have Georgia and Florida coming to town. So definitely not an easy schedule for Arkansas. And it doesn't help that you do have Nick Smith Jr. back. And, 
you're, I mean, like with him returning, they're trying to figure out the lineup. Like it's most teams, you know, they've got everything hammered down. And normally Arkansas does at this point too, but now you're returning your best player and you're trying to figure out, okay, how do we, how do we mess this team together with him on the court as well? Cause you need to have him on the court. He's a, I mean, he's going to be a lottery pick. So it's, they're still trying to figure that out and it puts them at a disadvantage. Yeah, I think I was watching Musselman's post-game conference, and I think, or I think it might have been the conference you had shared the day after, and he said, we don't have much time to figure this thing out, but we've got to do it. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what he said. and I mean, they don't have time. That's the thing. Is it's pressing because you have these trips, and it's not like they're going to get postponed. So you got to figure it out, and it starts on Wednesday at Texas A&M. Absolutely. We're going to throw it to a short break. We'll come back here in a moment, talk some SEC baseball, and then at the end, Cody and I will wrap it up with our preview of, you know, this Kentucky matchup tomorrow night. Stay with us. Mason Schoet, Tanner Marler, Cody Blazak after the break. Don't miss your opportunity to hear professor and Russian historian Viktor Aprashenko deliver his presentation entitled Collective Memory in Contemporary Russia Between War and Peace, February 24th in Old Main Room 1050 on the MSU campus. The presentation begins at 1.30 and is free and open to all Mississippi State staff and students. Welcome back into the Dudes here on 91.1 WMSV. Tanner Marler alongside Cody Blazak and Mason Schoet of hogbeat.com joining us. Let's talk some baseball, Mason, shall we? We shall. Looking forward to it. <laughs> it's the best time of year. It's the show's namesake. It's the Diamond Hogs' namesake. And baseball season is upon us. Mississippi State opens up this weekend against VMI across the pond. However, Arkansas, tell us a little bit about Tell us what you're kind of expecting out of opening weekend from the Hogs, Mason. Well, you know, it's hard to say what you're expecting because there are so many new pieces to this Arkansas team. They returned just two players uh, from last year's starting lineup, and that is Brady Slavens and Peyton Stovall, who I think I think they're both going to have big years in Fayetteville. But you have then seven new faces in the lineup. Now, some of them were, you know, already here on campus, like a, a Jace Borifin or a Kendall Diggs, uh, but they weren't really starters last year. And so they added some transfers. They added some JUCO guys. I will say, though, you look at the lineup, you know, there's a lot of questions. I, and it's hard to say they're questions because they're guys that have proven themselves at their previous stops. It's just you haven't seen them prove it in an Arkansas uniform. So that's what you're waiting to see. But as far as on the mound goes, Arkansas did lose Jackson Wiggins. I mean, just a, a, a big blow for the second year in a row. Arkansas lost its projected Friday night guy. Last year they lost Peyton Paulette. He was drafted. Uh, and this year, Jackson Wiggins, they lost him. And he's probably not going to pitch another game in an Arkansas uniform. That's like almost a guarantee. And so... You look at it, though, and Dave Van Horn mentioned this before we found out about the Wiggins stuff. It's his deepest pitching staff he's ever had. doesn't mean it's his most talented. It means it's his, mo- his, his deepest. But 
because you had the Wiggins loss, you're still okay. You have three starters, Hagen Smith, Hunter Holland, Will McIntyre, great starters. The bullpen is deep. They return guys like Brady Tiger, Zach Morris, Austin Ledbetter. Uh, they brought in Cody Frank. They brought in Cody Adcock. You know, all these names, for the people listening, they're probably foreign, but, you know, if you watch SEC baseball, you will learn these names, and I think I think Arkansas is going to be good, even though there's a lot of new faces. As far as this weekend goes, it's going to be interesting because you're playing really good teams. You look at a team like Texas, you're opening the season against Texas, who, I mean, even though they're not ranked, they're still really good. Uh, well, it depends on what ranking you look at. They're not ranked by D1 baseball, and that's the only one that matters. Uh, then you got TCU, and then you got Oklahoma State, you know, a regional rematch against Oklahoma State. It's going to be fun. I'm just not sure how things are going to go for Arkansas. Now, I don't think it matters because we know that baseball, there's a ton of games in the season. But, of course, you always want to get off to a good start, figure out your guys. I just don't know against you know, these teams like Texas, Oklahoma State, who return a lot of guys compared to Arkansas, who has all these new faces. So all that to say, I'm just excited to watch baseball. Uh, I'm, I'm, kind of, I'm right there with you. I'm very excited to watch baseball. But kind of in that same breath, Mason, this is a Mississippi State team that has a lot of new faces. Obviously, last year, a complete disappointment for the Mississippi State baseball program, 14th in the SEC. You know, just could not get things on the right track. You know, you lose Landon Sims early in the season. You lose a couple other arms. And you they've tried to make up for that in the transfer portal, but it seems to me like the retooling of the lineup has been Lamonis's kind of main focus. You're going to look at this Mississippi State lineup this year, and I believe we do travel to Fayetteville this year. You're going to look at this Mississippi State lineup, and you're going to see probably two guys that were in it last year. One's going to be your nine-hole hitter, and the other's going to be Kellum Clark and Luke Hancock. We'll make it three. So you're looking at, you know, six new faces in this Mississippi State lineup. You know, you get a lot of transfers. Uh, you got, you know, we have a lead better of our own, uh, an All-American transfer from Samford, uh, Amani Larry, a couple of guys that I think are really going to make a big difference. But have has the, has the I guess, I don't want to call it a legend, but the story of Gerondrilo Ciente made it out to Fayetteville yet? No, I'm not, I'm not familiar with that. Tell me more. So as an ambidextrous pitcher that Mississippi State was able to keep out of the draft, throws 92 from the right side, 89 from the left side, ridiculous stuff on his left hand. He's more of a power power guy with his right. But are there any kind of stories like that out of Fayetteville this year, So just some oddities we need to watch out for? Hmm, let me think, let me think. Oddities, I don't, I don't think there's oddities. I mean, the... Mm, maybe the craziest thing, and it's not—it's really not crazy. Uh, Arkansas, you know, starting shortstop on opening day. His name's going to be John Bolton. He's a transfer from Austin P. From all I was told, and this is from sources that I trust, Bolton wasn't going to be the starting shortstop at Austin P. next year. And really, then he transfers into Fayetteville. You know, he got a call from hitting coach Nate Thompson, and they were like, hey, come in here, we'll give you a shot. And now he's in Fayetteville, and he's going to be the starting shortstop for, you know, one of the premier college baseball programs in the country. So, you know, that, that's always an interesting thing to me is like, okay, well, from all we were told, this is a guy who, an average player at Austin P, not that great, might have not even started 
you know, this year for them. And now he's at Arkansas. He's going to start the season as a starting shortstop. Uh, he does have some competition with a guy named Harold Cole from San Jack, uh, which produces a lot of really good players. And so uh, I, I don't know how long he's going to keep the starting job. He, I, I would expect him to do it at least for a couple weeks, but Cole's right there on his tail as well. It's just an interesting story, though. Are you telling me that we may not see the Austin P. Governors in postseason play? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I haven't looked much into Austin <laughs> P. I can't uh, say I've it, browsed the roster either. Yeah, I will say that they were silly to let a guy like John Bolton go. I mean, he's he's a he's a smooth operator at shortstop, and he's he's done a lot better at the plate than I expected. He, he's not going to go out there and hit a bunch of home runs, but he's got a knack for blooping some singles into the outfield. Hey, that's all it takes. If we could get any kind of batting production out of that nine hole in lane Forsyth, I think we would take it. Yeah, I will take anything. Considering last year's results, yeah, Mississippi State fans this year, Mason, are just, just we're just happy to be here at this point. You know, we had to watch Ole Miss win the national championship last year, which hey, little brothers are going to do what little brothers got to do. That, sure, sure, it was just frustrating. As well, for, I, I mean, like you guys, you guys are sitting there complaining, but you're two years removed from winning a national championship, and you're talking about having to watch Ole Miss win it, but Arkansas was right there. I mean. That's if true. Dylan DeLucia doesn't throw the game of his life against Arkansas, then the Hogs might be national champions. I Who can, knows? I can promise you, Mason, and I'm telling you this as a friend and a, a cohort, I would have rather seen the Razorbacks win that championship three times than watch Ole Miss win one. Yeah. I well, think... I mean, you knew at some point Bianco was going to get himself a ring, and good for him. Sadly. Sadly. Same might Bianco they were calling for his head, you know, four weeks earlier but that's neither here nor there well that's yeah that's the thing is like you know all these old miss fans acting like they believed in the process the whole time but there you were mid-season saying is this the guy we should get rid of him just flip the coaching staff flip the roster and then there you are winning the national championship acting like you were there all along that's baseball baby that's old miss yeah. that's that's old miss baseball that's old miss for you <laughs> yeah as far as, you know, we're, we're kind of trying to take the listeners on a tour of the SEC this year, uh, you know, kind of before we get into conference play. As far as what we can expect out of Fayetteville this season, I know we are way too early, but realistically, where do you see this team winding up, Mason? You know, I was actually, you know, getting started on my week-by-week season prediction today for Arkansas baseball in it's tough because the team was really good last year. They weren't a national seed. They had to go to uh, Stillwater, Oklahoma for the regional. Ended up winning that. Won the Supers in Chapel Hill against North Carolina. And I look at this team, and I, I don't know. I think that they have the potential to be a national seed, at least host a regional. Uh, I think they're going to make it to Omaha. They have the pitching for sure. Like The, the pitching is 100% good enough to get this team to Omaha. It's good enough to win them a national championship, and that's even with the loss of Jackson Wiggins. Now, like I mentioned earlier, the lineup, you know, you've got so many new faces. You've got, you know, a, a, a couple Juco guys. You've got a catcher who hasn't really played any baseball. I mean, he Hudson Polk is probably going to be the starting catcher. He played for Oklahoma for two years, but he, he was a backup. So, uh, yes, he was on a College World Series team last year, but he didn't really play. And so that's a question mark. But, I mean, from all we've seen in scrimmages, 
this lineup hit, and they hit the the Arkansas pitching, which from from all we've been told is going to be really good, and from what we can tell, they're going to be really good. Like they they are going to be really good, and if this lineup is hitting them, I feel like they can hit any pitching in the country. So I think I think you're going to see Arkansas and Omaha again, guys. Well, hopefully we can see a Mississippi State team there with them. We're still iffy on that. Yeah, we don't know about that. We're Believe it or not, that. just a moment ago, I checked the, the preseason standings for the SEC. After the loss of the pitcher for Arkansas, they both sit at 7-8 and eight now. So they're neck and neck in SEC for preseason. Mm. Is that D1 pre-season. baseball? Yeah. That's D1 baseball's predictions, too. The only ones yeah, that really I matter. Think, I think the... I think before that they had Arkansas at three. They did. And they moved them. They moved them down to seven. So, I honestly, guys, like, you know, the D one guys, they do a great job. But I mean, they came in here for a, a couple scrimmages in the fall, and they they rated a guy, uh, Parker Rowland, who's going to be the backup catcher. I mean, they had him as one of the top, you know, JUCO transfers in the country, acting like he's going to be really good for Arkansas, and he might be. He might be. But he's not going to be the starting catcher. Um, I just I, I feel like the D1 guys, they have so much stuff to do that they just look at a guy like Jackson Wiggins and just assume that it's going to be a huge loss to Arkansas. And it is a huge loss, but I don't know if it drops them from 3-7 to seven in the SEC. I'd have to agree with you. I think that that Arkansas team, I look at that roster and I see hitters all the way down it. And, yes, your pitching is, is a huge point, but if you can – the game of the the name of the game is to score more runs, and if you could do that, uh, I think Arkansas is going to wind up in a good spot. I think Mississippi State is going to wind up in a good spot this year, and I think it's going to be, as always, a fun time in Fayetteville here this spring. Absolutely, looking forward to it. Now, you did mention earlier that Mississippi State comes to Fayetteville, but it's the opposite. They came to Fayetteville last year. That's They're right. They're going to Starkville this year. Because we're planning on making the trip, the Diamond Hawks podcast. We're going to come out there. We've got to hang with you guys. How about some? We'll, we'll see if we can get a little crossover content going in person instead of Can't over the see. phone. Absolutely, I'm. We are one hundred percent down. Absolutely, we'll have to see if we can fit a camera shot with all four of us in there. <laughs> it's going to be tough. I'm sure, I'm sure it'll be doable. It's going to be hard to fit. It. It's going to be hard to fit four like six foot five, two hundred twenty pound guys in there. You know, I mean, we're all just jacked. Yeah, no, six five two two forty five over here, man. We got a little bit more muscle than y'all have in Starkville. I know, I know. It's I'm tough. not even six foot. I'm, I'm Cody. I'm does, left out. Cody doesn't realize the bit. Cody doesn't. No, realize. I he don't. Doesn't get the joke. <laughs> he doesn't. I'm long. You got to get your weight up, man. <laughs> got that wrong weight. Wrong weight. I'm lost. That doesn't shock me. Well, Mason, I want to thank you for coming on with us. We've got about ten minutes here left in our show. We're going to get to this Kentucky preview. Again, just a huge thank you to Mason Schoep for joining us here on The Dudes. We're going to take a quick break, be right back with some Bulldog basketball to send you home at this 6.30 hour. Thank you for joining us. Mason, again, it's been always a pleasure. We'll catch you next time. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh-oh, Brad's buzzed. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's starting with the woots. <laughs> and now a speech. I just want to say that friendship is about heart. Heart and brain. 
Who's with me? Good thing is, he knows when he's buzzed. And my brain is saying, when it's time to go home, somebody call me a ride. Love that guy. Me too. Know your buzzed warning signs? Call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Mm -hmm. Welcome back into the Dudes on 91.1 WMSV. If you're just joining us, I'm Tanner Marler alongside Cody Blazak. That was Mason Shope of hogbeat.com, a longtime friend of the show, running us through that Arkansas matchup the other night and that Arkansas baseball team that we're going to see in Starkville this year. On Thursday, we'll have Peter Rauticus of the LSU Reveille talking Tigers with us and as we take you on this tour around the SEC. But let's stick with the basketball for a moment. Tomorrow night, the biggest game of the year so far for Mississippi State as they host the Kentucky Wildcats here in Starkville at 7.30. Let's, let's just enjoy the moment for a minute. While Bracketology came out today and we are one of the last four teams in, so therefore we are in at the moment. At the moment, Mississippi State is in with an at-large bid. You are the... Of 68 teams, you're the 64th team in. No, 65th team 65th. in, excuse me. With North Carolina, New Mexico, and Clemson. Yeah, with a win tonight, Mississippi State will probably, will definitely move up in the rankings. With a loss, I don't think they move back that far. However, a win does you a whole lot more difference than a loss does. I think a I think a loss might take you out of that last four in. Yeah, but then you have a chance to get back in it later in the season, yada yada yada. A win, I will say a win this. here and I think you're in in. I will say this. I do not want to be in this position the rest of the year because if it were to, we're in a play in game. That's not my fear. My fear is that play in game at the moment is against North Carolina, who I do not want to play no. in the first round. I do not want to see North Carolina in March, period. <laughs> that's an issue very much so Auburn is on the fringe of getting knocked out of this tournament too they were in the last four buys I mean their season has gone to crap in the last three weeks you know the Auburn Tigers definitely on a skid not too many weeks left to make up for it and this is the benefit I think of Mississippi State getting that loaded front end SEC schedule you know Earlier in the SEC slate, they match up with Tennessee twice, Alabama twice. Yeah, you're on a skid, but you've got the rest of the season to make up for it, and so far they have. Yeah, you're on a five-game win streak. It started against TCU, who was a big win, had some injuries. Nonetheless, it's still a big win. They're still in the rankings. And then you've just, I don't want to say cruised from there, but you haven't had a whole lot of issues. Everything's you, – you've struggled during the game. You've had some – some games you can't shoot the three ball. Some games you can't hit from the charity stripe. But they've been figuring it out and getting it done. The chemistry feels like it's at the top that it has – the highest it's been all season long. Yeah. No, I'd have to agree. Um, it feels like this offense is clicking. It feels like they're more confident. And, you know, if you flash back to – the episodes earlier this season where we were talking about the three ball and their struggles at the charity stripe, I said it's all a confidence thing. You know, I said Mississippi State has to keep taking these open threes that they're that they're missing at, that they were missing at that point 
obviously, but they have to keep taking them because it's a confidence thing. You, you can't get, a, get in your own head and be scared to shoot the rock. And we've seen the most confident Mississippi State team that I've seen in my four years here over the past couple weeks. And I think that carries into tonight. They've got every bit of momentum they could ask for. Tomorrow night, excuse me. They've got every bit of momentum they could ask for coming into this Kentucky matchup. They haven't beaten Kentucky in, I think, a decade? More than a decade, since Calipari's first year. They got a real shot tomorrow night. And this is their best shot they've had, again, in my four years here. It's always been a matchup that Mississippi State gets up for. That no matter what the record, they always play up to the competition in this game. But it I, seems like every single time that it's been close, it's been in Rupp, and they've let it slip away in the last 10 to 5 minutes. In the last 4 or 5 years that I've been here, if I recall correctly, all of those games have been close. My freshman year, I remember it was close. It had one of the Weatherspoon brothers on it. Can't remember which one. That was Quinn at that point. Okay, that one was close. I'm pretty sure that was a three-point shot away from winning that game. Last year, if I recall, it was close too. They had just gotten Severe Wheeler back, and he wasn't looking great. So they've got an opportunity. Obviously, you're going up up against a beast like Oscar Shibway. You have Tolu to match that. And I think Tolu Smith is one of the few players in the country that can match up with Oscar Tshibwe just on sheer size and strength. I think so, too. I think the issue with Tolu is, though, he's not consistent. You're, you're, you're going to get... He's going to have to be consistent tomorrow night. Yeah, you're, you're going to get 15 and 15 from Tshibwe every single night. It's not a guarantee you're going to get 10 points or more from Tolu every night. But I think in these big matchups like this, I think you will see it. Because if you remember last year, the Auburn game, which was kind of the game that Mississippi State had to win to keep them in the postseason conversation, that was totally dominated. He dominated Walker Kessler. Walker Kessler, yeah. Dominated it. And And that defense made Jabari Smith look terrible. In the second half, yes. In the first Correct. half, he did yeah. have 18. He, 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 he torched it in the first half. <laughs> he did have but. 18 in the first half. However, I, like I said, I go back to the matchups. Mississippi State matches up with Kentucky, a team that scores on the inside, likes to be physical, better than arguably anyone else in the country. This is an opportunity for Mississippi State to do something they haven't done in more than a decade. Statistic- I think it's more than a decade. I'll St- have to check that. Statistically, they match up pretty perfect. They do. On paper. Which is weird. Besides steals, bes- which is weird to say, but. On paper, this looks like a game that could go down to the wire. My issue with this game is Kentucky is on a two-game losing streak. It- it's hard to doubt Kentucky and say they're going to go on a three-game losing streak. That's my only issue with this game. I would much rather them be coming off a win. I would too. However, I'm not going to complain. I'm not either, but I, I will say this. I think in Chris Jan's first season, you're going to have a 20-win season. A 20 on the dot? At least 20. I think it's at least 20. It might be more. It might be 20, but I think you're going to get 20. You get Ole Miss in South Carolina who – realistically should both be wins. Yeah. You get Vandy, your last game of the season, which should be a win. You should be a win, but 
They've done some weird things here recently. However, if they keep doing weird things and you do win it, it looks better for you. Correct. So That game's also, I believe, here in Starkville. You beat Missouri by 11, and it really seemed like effortlessly. And you've still got another Missouri game. That one is in Columbia, though. If you can win that one, it's a huge booster. You get A&M at home, which A&M's a good team. I'm not A&M's weird to me. They're good, but like, how legit are they? Yeah. Are they going to be good in March? Yeah. So, you, you've got some... You realistically, and I don't think I would have said this at the beginning of the season, you realistically can finish this season on an 11-game win streak. And I think that's possible. I don't like it for March, but I think you could. I don't like it for March either, but I think it is possible. It is possible. I don't like it for March. The last time we saw this team go on a win streak, we saw them follow that up with a cold streak for the ages. For the ages. Nonetheless, (laughs) huge matchup tomorrow night. Let's get to brass tacks. Who have you got? I don't know. I There's a part of me that thinks this is going to be like a, a really low-scoring game, like maybe like a, a 60-55 game. Oh, I'm hammering the under. I, I'm going to go 60-55 is the score. I don't know the winner. 60-55? I'm going to go 58-52. Mississippi State with the win. Oscar Sheboy has 20 and 10, but no one else can score. <laughs> no, Sheboy will have like 30 and 20, and they'll still only score 50 points. That's how it goes for that Kentucky team, though. It is. They ride to Sheboy, man. They ride to Sheboy and the point guard. And I SEC. think Deshaun Davis I think Deshaun Davis locks down the guard rotation. He and Shaq Moore. SEC Network, late tip, 730 tomorrow night. I'll be there in person. You can follow along on Twitter, Tanner underscore Marlar, M-A-R-L-A-R. If you can't be there. If you can't be there, though, pack the hump. That's what I'm looking forward to. I think this is going to be a sellout. I believe it's a whiteout. It is a whiteout, but I think it's also going to be a sellout. This is the kind of game that builds those environments that can rival what those Vic Schaefer women's teams put on display. And I don't know if you ever went to any of those matchups, Cody, but my goodness, was the hump rocking. I don't think I was here during that. I got to go to some of those matchups. Oh, my goodness. When was his last season? My first year of school, of college, was 2018-19. I think that was his last year. Then I must have been here. I don't think I ever made it. But it was the year before that, I believe, that they went to the Final Four. Mm, There we go. There's the fun. Yeah. No, that was that was the golden era of of Mississippi State hoops to me. That's the one I lived through. Who knows? Maybe we're about to walk into another. Yeah, I was gonna say. Hopefully, we can get into another golden era. Well, we've reached the era where we have to end things here on the dudes. We have an announcement. Oh, we do have an announcement. That's right. That's right. The dudes. This little rinky dink podcast with two goobers that run the show. We were awarded this past weekend at SEJC, the Southeastern Journalism Conference, the second best audio program in the Southeast. Not the SEC, the Southeast. Like the Southeast of the continent of the United States. We we did things. We did things. We do things and say things that people think are best, or second best at least. At least second best. (laughs) UT Martin, we got beef now. Yeah. Skyhawks, aren't that... 
I, I don't know, but we don't like them. I think it's the Skyhawks. We got beef now, UT Martin. We're coming for you. We did things. We did things. Three years running, or two years. I don't two even years. remember two how years. many. Going now, on three. Going on three. The fall will be three years. But we did Well, things. no, the fall will be two years. We started in fall I think. Of, I think... I think it will start the beginning of three years. Yeah, yeah. Like in the fall, it'll it be will the start be a of full year two years. Yeah, it'll yeah. be the start of year three. Been long. It's it's been long. We did things. We got a piece of paper for it. We did get a cool piece of paper for it. And we got a pen for it. And we got a pen. The paper has a sticker on it. I was wondering if you knew that was a sticker. Oh, or that's not. absolutely a sticker. <laughs> the one I won last year has a sticker, and my name spelled wrong. My name's spelled right. Look at that. That's rare. Look at that. I'm proud. It's not pronounced right, but boy, is it spelled right. It's spelled right. It's spelled right. That's about all the time we've got here on The Dudes. Yet again, thank you for joining us on this fine, beautiful Valentine's Day, Tuesday afternoon. Cody's going to go take his lady friend out somewhere nice. I'm going to go home and cry. I'm afraid of women, so I'm going to go home and cry. It's about all. I'll leave you with that sentiment. For Tanner Marler, Cody Blazak, this has been The Dudes and 91.1 WMSV. The proceeding was a WMSV production.